0: Welcome to Namely 90s, the podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults so turn down the grunge and dial up the internet let's get started it's time for namely 90s uh hello welcome to namely 90s I'm Andrew uh, it's Brandon over there I uh, we welcome you to the show you can find us on Twitter at namely 90s that's with the 90s and online at namely90s.com.com. Uh, In any case, I think today we are tackling July of 1995. So we're going to jump into that with Brandon, who's going to give us a rundown of what was going
1: on. All right. July 1995. July 1995. Um, On July 4th, 1995, Post Malone was born. Do you know who Post Malone is? We have to go back. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, he likes internet shows like uh, Good Mythical Morning and Hot Ones. Yeah, nothing's more savory than face tattoos. Yes, I don't know the story behind those, but I believe he's a rapper of some sort. Uh, on uh-huh. the 11th, uh, Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton announces the restoration of the U.S.-Vietnam relations which had not happened for 20 years. I think there was a war or something. Uh, Bill Gates is announced as the richest man alive. What did he do? Apple? Something Um, like that. uh, Something with a typewriter? I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, On the 16th, uh, Amazon.com sells their first book online. We touched on that in a previous episode. Uh, Maybe... The exact previous episode to this, possibly. Uh, on the 31st, Disney acquires ABC and associated networks, including ESPN, A&E, Lifetime, I think, and those types of channels. And in the box offices, we have Indian in the Cupboard. Uh, coming out on the 14th, Clueless. Uh, coming out on the 19th, along with Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home. Uh, and then on the 28th, <laughs> we had Waterworld and Operation Dumbo Drop, which we will be talking about at length. Uh, finally, on the Billboard uh, charts, <laughs> have you ever, I'm just kidding about that, by the way, uh, Billboard charts. Have you ever really loved a woman by Brian Adams comes in from uh, all of June and takes the first day of June? Uh, then is Beef dethroned by waterfalls by tlc for the rest of the month and into august also on the charts number five is kiss from a rose by seal uh number one is run around by blues traveler which i believe we talked about in our first episode yes yes and then um number 12 colors of the wind by vanessa williams from pocahontas which was a movie released in the previous month. And uh, I just threw this on here because you'd probably know it. Number 15 is Let Her Cry by Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish being Darius Rucker's former 90s band.
0: Yes. And actually, you know, he's getting divorced. I just found that out like last week. I didn't know he was married. Apparently. That'll help his country music. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah next is dogs and get hit by a car and uh then it'll be really
1: really uh hard hitting music you know yep i uh, got dark it, uh i mean it'll let her cry uh so <laughs> um we're recording this on thursday july 16th so we just wanted to um we, w- we wanted to talk about yesterday, apparently, uh, Joanna Cole, author of The Magic School Bus, passed away at the age of 75. And I know we just talked about Magic School Bus recently, and I'm probably exhausted our memories of the books and TV shows with going into Ralph's body, uh, shrinking something. I don't remember.
0: It, yeah, yeah, I remember another one. There's like a super gross episode where they like, they like shrink and go into rotting fruits and vegetables, and there's like mold spores everywhere and like gross, like rotting food. That was a fun one.
1: Gosh, so between see, that I don't and Bill My the Science
0: Guy, it was, what a good time to be a kid. Uh
1: yeah, I don't I don't remember a lot of um just I don't I, I really don't remember a lot of the um shrinking episodes. I just remember the body episode, but I do remember like I feel like there was an ocean episode where they turned into a submarine or something. Oh, yeah. And they definitely turned into into a rocket ship. Um, But every time I try to think of of that, when they went to space, all I could picture is Miss Frizzle and Ralph floating in space in in, um, spacesuits. And then it turns into uh, that Family Guy clip where uh, Peter and the gang go or Peter is in a cutaway and it's like some eighties or seventies TV show that I've never seen where they get lost in space and uh, are singing about it. And there's that one kid that keeps singing after they've been lost for like years. And Peter's just like, shut up. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shut your mouth. Uh, For
0: whatever reason, for whatever reason, uh, the only episodes that stick with me are those that deal with shrinkage. I'm not sure if that says
1: anything (laughs) specifically. Uh, Just you a giant Seinfeld (laughs) fan. Uh, in the 90s or that and, you were uh, in, in I the saying, pool recently?
0: I, I, I think it's um I think it's inspiring a new episode where they visit a mortuary um ah uh, yes she I, wrote I, it post post host. what's word post post
1: post no postmortem um
0: after you you've, you uh posthumous that's the word oh, gosh, yes all, they,
1: Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. I I even made a note in my outline for Andrew's bad joke. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's always one.
0: There's always at least one that's a bad taste. And every time I listen back to the podcast, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. uh, Why did I say that?
1: Speaking of uh, deaths, though, I just wanted to bring up um, earlier in the week, Grant Imahara uh, died as well from brain aneurysm at 49. Uh, I know very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a nineties thing, but he was a part of, um, Lucas, not Lucas, uh, ILM, uh, during the star Wars prequels. And then rose to popularity in the third season of miss Mythbusters and beyond. I think that was, that was more your show than mine, I think, but I uh, missed that show though. Yeah, Yeah.
0: It's a good one.
1: And actually that reminds me, I've been watching
0: that. Um, they did kind of like a reboot of, um, Dirty Jobs too, which was kind of a fun show.
1: With Mike Rowe?
0: It, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> did they it's take it? It's basically a,
1: just like well, they're on a road trip or whatever. Did, did and they take it basically Go ahead. Uh did they take a different QVC host and then uh no. turn him into the Dirty Jobs guy? No, basically it's just a clip show. They're just driving around in some R V watching old clips
0: and then they do like one small thing at the end. And I thought they were actually gonna do like new things. So it's kinda lame. I don't know.
1: Is so it's like the grand tour? Yeah, but there's no, original, there's, like no,
0: yeah, good point. there's no original content whatsoever. At least they're producing content, unlike the Grand Tour, who's just sitting on an episode. But
1: I'm sure that'll come to us yeah, pretty no. soon. Um, yeah, so to uh, lift that out of the way, um, RIP Grant and Joanna um, uh, wanted to move on to... Uh, so one of the movies that I mentioned was Indian in the cupboard. I know that's not where you probably thought I was going to go, but uh, I I read that entire book series. I was very enthralled with it. it and then that movie came out um, when we were seven, I guess. Uh, and I do you do you recall reading that book or book series? With, I don't. This I, I know the name. Uh, does this have to do with shrinkage again? Yes. Well, no, they're already small. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's uh, I. While I was trying to remember it last night when I was prepping, um, I, like I said, so I remember enjoying it. I remember I read a lot. It probably would not be mm, uh, good for today's PC culture, but uh, yeah, no kidding. I, I just it's I, I believe a movie is more like it's Night at the Museum for our generation. Um, but it's, it's definitely more culturally insensitive now, but, it, so it was about this kid who, uh, uh, I think he moved into a house and found this cupboard, magic cupboard that turns his toys alive. And he found like a toy, uh, native American and, uh, named little bear who was an Iroquois that was fighting the French Indian war. And, and then they tried to build a pipeline through
0: the uh, cabinet where it was living. Yeah. huge. Uh, yeah, yes. definitely.
1: Okay. Uh, there's definitely some fracking going on. Um, and yeah, and uh, I think there was like a World War II medic that he he also turned into a real person to help Little Bear when he was injured, because that's what you do when you have toys that become real. Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember much more, but I do know I read at least three books in that series. And I did watch the movie, although I barely remember it now. I just um I know that Frank Oz directed it, who is best known to me as Yoda. Uh he was the puppeteer that designed oh, and voiced oh. Yoda. Uh he was from the Muppets. Uh he was a Jim Henson guy. He he was Fozzie Bear, I believe. Um yeah. So I guess that's all i have to say about indian in the cupboard but i i just i remember <laughs> i i read the books when i was probably i don't know six or seven um because i was a third grade re- reader in first grade and uh i i, I do recall liking him
0: Well, um, I don't. So, wow. (laughs) wow, Good. Good. Good good talk. All right. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Glad. Glad we're not exactly the same person.
0: I'm going to go back
1: in time and read them now. Or yeah. Or you could read them now and make them more politically correct and, um, you know, republish them and make some money. Yeah. Well, um,
0: uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. Some of these stories that probably would not be acceptable in today's times, um, but you know they're they're part of history, and uh, well, I mean, apparently you remember it, and I don't,
1: yeah, I mean speaking of speaking of which i uh, I did not prep this, but did you hear about on monday they uh they announced that they are uh the Washington Redskins are no longer going to be the Washington Redskins after like what seventy eighty years I did see that and I just
0: don't get why it's a big deal to people that they're doing it. Not that they had the—I mean, yeah. I see why it's a big deal that they had the name, but like, why is it? Why is it an outrage that they're changing the name? Like, who cares? Yeah,
1: if it offends you that they're replacing the name of the football team, uh, give me back the Seattle SuperSonics. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Oklahoma, yeah, and the SuperSonics that were moved onto tribal land <laughs> um, basically because half the state is tribal. That was the thing
1: that came out. Half, uh, I think it was like more than half the state owned by the tribe. Our state, or Washington, or no,
0: Oklahoma. Oklahoma.
1: Because I heard that uh, now, in if you, if you are a Puget Sound public employee uh, that works for the state, you like you start meetings by acknowledging the tribal land that we have taken from. Uh, the native seattle tribes how do you acknowledge that by putting money in the slot machine or Or, no by literally saying that statement and then giving like a minute to each each meeting for that Um, (laughs) all meetings will hereforth have a
0: slot machine at them
1: (laughs) it's it's actually a uh, poker machine uh one of those one of those quick ones um. Yeah, but uh, no. Actually, I applaud them for basically. I actually think the casino
0: model is such a good model because it employs so many people, and um, they basically um, get to get some of their money back uh, from from basically like stupid, uh, you know, Americans. So it's, it's perfect. It's kind of uh, fitting. Stupid
1: white people. Yes. Um. Uh, it is. It's one small thing that we can do. <laughs> Just. Gamble, give, our, yeah. give our money back to the gamble. Yeah. Um, don't win, just gamble. Uh, well, it's effectively giving it uh, back so, you know, anyway. Uh, but yeah. Uh, um, it, the nice thing is that you can say sell fireworks that you wouldn't find elsewhere in the state and then take them to hypothetically yeah, sweet. Oregon and shoot them off. Um, <sighs> hypothetically. Uh, yeah, which apparently Oregon's in a drought right now. What? Oh, i said uh, oregon
0: was rain
1: yeah uh if washington if, if seattle's if, rain oregon,
0: how is oregon not
1: rain oregon is water world <laughs> <laughs> like a, we're, kevin we're, costner is there right now yeah which by the way, at which we're going through this episode we will have to actually talk at length about water world and uh what was the other one operation Dembo drop Actually, uh hit us up on Twitter if you want us to talk about those because I believe they will be pretty much omitted from this episode because I wanted to talk about Clueless. Okay, and go. Okay. Uh so I'm going to one assume you've never seen this movie. Correct. Because it, it is <laughs> because it is such a it's such a it's such a one pop culture masterpiece. Uh, for the mid 90s um so naturally you a host of a 90s pop culture podcast have not seen this movie uh you've
0: got that right yes this,
1: this is what uh brought alicia silverstone if you remember bat nipples uh we talked about batman forever um the one that she bat was nipples. In? yeah yeah might have been Batman Returns. I, don't, I think it's Batman Forever. Um, she played Batgirl in that, and then she uh, breastfed her son for far too long. Um, but yeah, this is the movie that where she gained her popularity. Uh, also, Donald Faison, which who was Turk from Scrubs. Uh, he also recently okay, yeah, yeah, he recently voiced Hype Faison in Star Wars Resistance. The uh, the latest animated Star Wars show. Uh, It also starred a young Brittany Murphy before she uh, got thin and hot. Um, uh, What I meant to say was before she had a leading role, that was kind of her big break as the nerdy outsider friend that uh, Alicia Silverstone's character had to build up. Um, Also Meyer was in it who, uh, he was in Rat Race and uh, Road Trip, I want to say. Wow, so the, all the good movies, really. <laughs> yes. But also, uh, can you guess which Friends guest star um, was a, a more or less leading role in Clueless? Who Friends played... guest star? Yes. Uh, or, like I guess, supporting character for... The, uh, later seasons, I would say.
0: Can I have a hint?
1: Uh, he doesn't look like he ages ever. Paul Rudd. Yes, Paul Rudd. Okay. <laughs> Why did that clue work so well? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, he played. Okay, so let me give you my synopsis of what I remember from this movie. Uh, it's a high school movie about uh, a girl, a girl named Cher, um, played by Alicia Silverstone. She comes from a rich. Family. She's a valley girl, uh, lives in California. Um, she's in high school. She's kind of oblivious to the suffering of other people. Paul Rudd plays her stepbrother. Um, and he's like in college and interning with her dad because he's like a lawyer or something. I don't remember. And he's like too cool for he, he's like, you know, one of those environmental activist type people. Um, and anyways, uh, I remember Cher has a best friend who's black, who's dating Donald Faison's character. And then they try to drive on the freeway and, um, she doesn't know how to drive on the freeway. One of them, I don't remember who was driving. And, uh, then Uh, share a high school girl falls in love with her stepbrother and they end up hooking up at the end of the movie, the end. Oh, and also Brittany Murphy is an outsider who uh, is befriended by share and uh, falls in love with Breckenmeyer's slacker skater character.
0: Wait, her, her stepbrother. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Where do you go with that? Right you cut to, you fade to black. That's where you go with that. <laughs> um, right into the garbage. There you go with it. It's possible. He was an ex stepbrother, but I, I again, so now, is this a popular movie or this is one of those cult classics. And it, uh, it was 30, 30 second in the top grossing films of the year. Uh, but it premiered against, uh, let's see, Pocahontas was the previous month. I know. Oh, Paul's 13, um was also released like a week or two before so it had competition um and i think it's popular now it's like mean girls uh for the mid 90s um it, it brought a lot okay. it, like it brought valuable culture into the mainstream like exactly what i just did you like like whatever as if whatever totally buggin. those are all catchphrases used in this movie um we don't say as if enough <laughs> as if also like every other word um so uh, i was it's reading that, so it's essentially it's an upbeat satire of high school girl life uh for the for the mid 90s um it's the first confident heroine uh but s- still allowing for her to be uh, essentially shallow and fashion conscious but then of all the a character and soul character arc and it balanced lo- it had it, it brought gen x and gen y together because um the people who were in high school at the time were essentially on that cusp between gen x and gen y the Zillennials as they're called now um
0: I will, I will smack anyone who like seriously uses the word zennial, Zillennial. Zillennial. whatever. Either one, frankly, because yeah. the first one was wrong. And the second one, well, it's millennial. That's just oh my god, that's painfully well, it's, bad. It's,
1: it's it's millennial with an X.
0: That makes it worse
1: <laughs> because you're pronouncing the X uh, to Z.
0: Yeah, because then there's like the generation Z and and
1: and x ex- I, I I can't I literally can't even that is true Jen gen Jen you literally can't even uh yeah I'll, the one of the reasons I remember clueless um because I live near mo Pismo Beach, and uh, there's a is trying to impress her stepbrother by um doing a fundraiser for a oil spill up at Pismo Beach. Uh, the Pismo beach relief oil spill relief or something. And she tries to, she's like cleaning out her closet and, um, she like has a pair of skis and her dad's like, why are you donating skis? We're like, these people lost everything. Something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. It's not a movie. Well, it's, it's a. Ski, uh, Pismo Beach is a ski resort town, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, could be water skis. You never know. Uh, right at sea level. Yes. Uh, so since we've powered through my topics, um, I want to do, let's do something that we were going to do a couple weeks ago. Um, did you hear Dunkaroos are back?
0: I did. Now, is there a reason? <laughs> specifically <laughs> that they
1: are back uh well i mean a, do you remember what dunkaroos are can you describe that to our to our audience yeah yes it is a circular
0: cookie with a fluted edge and a d in the middle the letter d mind you uh and then it, it that's in one container it's got a one
1: side, and, yeah, one side of the container
0: yeah one side and the other side of the container is a little thing with uh, basically Vanilla frosting with rainbow sprinkles. Yeah. Um, and you just dunk the cookies in there and just eat it right up. But I do remember these as a kid.
1: Yeah. I um, I, I had I remember getting a Costco-sized box once, or my parents, and me sneaking like a second package after eating the first one. But I also remember they had chocolate. And right now, for the current Dunkaroos, they only have vanilla. Um, so what is the reasoning? Why are they back? Uh, it's been like, 20 years since they've been on the market, so people with disposable incomes like ourselves will, will be nostalgic for them. And although this package is much fatter than it used to be, um, it's uh, yeah, they they want money, um, for a brand. Well, that's I had a heck of a time shoveling, yeah. Well, they... so here's what happened <laughs> I told you about them. Uh, and then by the time that you got around to looking for them, they were not available in stores anymore because it, it, they released it in May um, to 7-Elevens as like a pre-release special, and now they're on some website that I guess are going to do some free promotional uh, stuff for because, let's see, I don't know. Just Google Dunkaroos and you can find it. It's on some weird 90s website that has... Um, this and other stuff from the 90s. I don't know. Um, so I don't. I lost the article. Though. So I, I was a little
0: late to the party, basically. Hmm. Yes. Um, you you well, were, my payback you were is you late, and yeah, uh, I was just gonna say my payback is having to go to like three different 7-Elevens. Like there, every single one of them, had, like three people outside with no shirt on. And I got outside this other one. there was a guy like dry heaving in the parking lot and I'm like, I can't find them. I'm out of here.
1: Yeah, do you know how many homeless people I had to pass to get uh, the Dunkaroos and then mail it to you from the post office? I went to two different 7-Elevens. Uh, one had exactly one Dunkaroos left and they were, they were two for $3. So I was like, do I get this for $3.50? He's like, no, it's $2. I'm like, cool. So I went to the next one. They had a display stand with like Ten of them, uh, so I bought myself four. But they've just been sitting on my table. I've not had them yet. I I wanted to experience this with you. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's just go. So
0: the the the, the ingredients list is fairly disgusting. <laughs>
1: um, can I just say have one tray with frosting? Okay, mm-hmm. I can do that. Can I just say? I I, f- I found the nutritional information for the old ones, the chocolate chip cookie ones, which should be uh, more c- calorie or whatever. Uh, but like I said, this one is definitely bigger than it used to be. The old Dunkaroos package has 120 calories, 4.5 grams of fat, and a whopping 13 grams of sugar, and absolutely no helpful vitamins or nutrients whatsoever. Uh, no, of course. We found that with the help of Spark People. This one has one hundred and ninety calories, eight grams of fat, and where's the sugar? Eighteen grams of sugar. So,
0: it also contains bioengineered food ingredients, which sounds nice.
1: Oh, yeah. well, cheers to cancer, my friend. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna open this puppy up here. And- me as well. Uh, this is now going to be our what's the, what's the thing where they. ASMR. This is our new ASMR portion. Wow. Oh, the frosting looks disgusting. So gross. That, that does not look... <laughs> oh! Um, I'm going to take a photo of this and uh, we're going to post this on our Twitter when the episode comes out if you'd like to take a look at that is what our horrifying. tempers like. What is yeah. that? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's definitely Spooge if I've ever seen I've not it seen before. any Sprinkled. I see okay, I one. Sure that- mine has two blue dots. Uh, one's definitely submerged, and I think there might be a pink one as well. I'm going to try a cookie first. Yeah, I guess the cookies look right. I, I realize that I'm a bigger The now. cookies look a little low rent. Yeah, but, you know, as a kid. The, actually. Cookies aren't bad. Yeah. really they They're very sugar te- cookery. Texturally,
0: the frosting is absolutely
1: horrifying. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember them being tasting like a sugar cookie before. I'm going in for the frosting. Ooh, this looks. This is so gross. I'm gonna have to take a photo of it. Well, the frosting tastes right. Oh, does it? Looks horrible.
0: It's translucent. Oh, it's melted. Oh no.
1: Oh, is it because it's been sitting in my house for? <laughs> no, mine is in my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine's it not translucent. Like I, I mean, it's slightly opaque. Mine's like a yellowy white. So I don't remember if the originals were made by Betty Crocker, because this tastes like this tastes like uh, straight up Betty Crocker frosting. I think that I think the cookies were more of like a graham flavor. Yes, I remember. Uh, yes. They did not taste like sugar cookies originally. This is weird. Enjoy no, the like, sounds of my chewing.
0: Well, there's like a whole thing of YouTube videos of like Asian girls chewing on stuff
1: loudly. It's called ASMR. Oh, and is it? You, t- you talk very softly like this. And you, um, you get this, like a recording device that looks like two ears. The way you said it, is it a sexual thing? Um... <laughs> uh no, it, well, I mean anything sexual, and it definitely sounds very I was asking because my kids watch those videos <laughs> <laughs> uh seriously what what are what ASMR videos are they watching? Like people eating crunchy things Which is, if, it's supposed what? to you're supposed to wear headphones and it's supposed to give you like stimulation like goosebump type stimulation. So, so, yeah. I typed in Dunkaroos. Mm-hmm. The third qu- the thing, people also ask on Google, are Dunkaroos illegal in the U.S.? So, I assume that's like because of the health, the health consciousness that we've well, had since we've been kids. They were discontinued in 2012,
0: but apparently they were still sold in Canada.
1: Mm-hmm. And apparently Canadians would like bring them to the U.S., Oh, yeah, across the border. Uh, and then there was a Nutella version in Australia, which I think still exists. In 2016, General Mills announced a campaign called Smugglerous, which encouraged mm. Canadians traveling to the U.S. to bring back that. That's stupid. Yeah, I saw that. I re- I don't know why I didn't write that down in my notes. I hate plays on words <clears throat> in advertising. Yeah. as long as, If it's someone else doing it, you hate it. If it's you doing right. it, it's funny. I hopplebee's. Are oh my you? god! I hopped beers. That was me, wasn't it? Yeah. Or is that you? Is that you? Do you think people are enjoying listening to us eat and reminisce about inside things? Uh, I mean, maybe we should finish the rest of these dunkaroos off, Mike. But you know, um, I I don't think these live up to how I remember dunkaroos. Um, it had a third a third compartment that has insulin. <laughs> You'll need it after eating these um what what's your review on it my i'll go i'll go first um the the chocolate was the best so uh the white frosting just it tastes a little too much like betty crocker frosting funfetti frosting uh um maybe it's too removed in my mind but it does taste like they've just made tiny sugar cookies to pair with betty frost betty crocker frosting um what about you um I mean I ate them all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't mean I liked them.
1: Yeah, is it uh, I, would you spend $2 on them online and get them shipped with shipping handling of
0: $4?
1: No. Okay.
0: And and I would like to add this is a clean podcast so I won't uh, repeat it but it reminds me of Spooch. Louis CK's bit on Cinnabon. I'll just oh, leave God. it that. You can look that up and you can watch his video on Cinnabon. And that'll tell you a little bit about what the uh, frosting looked like.
1: Yeah. And if you're interested, just take a take a gander over at our Twitter at uh, Namely90s with the 90S, or find our personal accounts at B. Schwoody and NamelyAndrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on our future episodes while checking out a photo of uh, my journey of eating Dunkaroos. Uh, you can also contact us through our website, Namely90s.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, Garden Gnome, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts at. This is, that's it for this week's edition of Namely 90s. I'm Brandon. That's Andrew. And we will catch you next time.